a dish. That way, you'll never forget it. Food, I know. Food will never elude me, unlike everything else that has. Be it men, wealth, happiness, and it seems, the alphabet. I can see the possibility of what she suggests. Perhaps the alphabet can be coaxed to stay within my grasp. Perhaps food will teach me to make sense of these lines, curves and curlicues. The Arisiapalam fluffs out with a gentle fullness as I drop it into hot oil. Not smoking oil, mind you. That would leave the insides uncooked, making the Appalam stick to the teeth. Arisiapalam doesn't puff up like a poppadam or a puri. Instead, it turns into a beautiful crisp white. It's full of flavour. Of green chilies and asafoetida, lime and the heat of the sun. And each bite is like a firecracker bursting in the mouth. Salt, chilli, spice, the crunch of rice. Lima will be delighted, I know. I peer into the dining room where Lima and her husband KK are. They are talking in hushed tones. I feel my mouth draw into a line. That's how they always are. Like two strangers in a doctor's waiting room. Not like a husband and wife who ought to rub and jostle each other like a pot within a cauldron. That's how a marriage ought to be. A bit of clang, a bit of bang, a bit of this and that. And yet when together, a perfect fit. These two are like store-bought apalam. Seemingly perfect, but with neither flavour nor taste. Lima, you need an arisi apalam in your life. I want to tell her. Chapter 1 All of that summer it rained, and now that it's early August, the monsoon has descended on them in a whispering frenzy. It has rained all day. He doesn't mind that at all, or that the damp has seeped into everything, and that one of the rooms has sprung a leak in the ceiling. That the garden is waterlogged, and the steady drip of rain from the trees has put KK in a foul mood. The truth is, she doesn't mind anything at all. That's how she has decided she will be. Lena, who has left behind the storms of her youth, all of thirty-eight years, with three grey strands on her right temple and four on her left, doesn't believe in love, the candy floss bonbon kind, and so is happily married. Lena stands by the windows that flank the veranda. From the rafters beneath the eaves hang pots of begonias, geraniums and wandering dew. The monkey-puzzled tree planted by the first owner, a homesick Englishman, is shrouded in mist. From within the bungalow, Lena hears faint music. KK is at his laptop. It is eleven in the morning and KK is pretending to be what he is supposed to be, a civil lawyer. Lena turns around and looks into the house. The rain continues. She doesn't mind except that she cannot go out for a walk. Or maybe she can, she tells herself, pulling on rubber boots and taking the raincoat down from the peg. I'm going for a walk, she calls out to KK. He looks up from his laptop. The room with its heavy wooden furniture is usually dark and sombre, but he has switched on two of the table lamps, which bathe it in their golden light. On the dining table, on the lace doily, is the centrepiece of the anthurium and foxtail asparagus she had put together yesterday. KK has a mug of tea near his elbow and a frown of concentration. In this weather, 
he asks, looking up. There is nothing querulous or whiny about the tone. It's just a matter-of-fact query. I guess you know what you are doing. That's how the two of them are. There's an absence of messy emotions between them, the sort that can throw people off kilter. They don't question and judge, and this allows them to remain wedded to each other. She looks at him and thinks, He is exactly the husband I wanted. Easy on the eye and easy to be with. Am I the wife he wanted? She bends the thought in that black vault where she has shunted youthful follies and wrinkled dreams. She shrugs. Doesn't look like it will stop, she says, turning to leave. The mist is growing thicker, but it doesn't matter. She knows her way, and she has her stick with her. A stout guava stick with a pointed end and a wire at the top that gives her a firm grip. Rain falls, hushing all sound and thought.